Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Welcome back to another episode of Talk FX. My name is Nicole, and I'm the creator of this podcast. I know it's been some time since we've released a new episode, but I'm very happy to be back at it. Um, today, I am joined with uh, Debbie, who is not only a member of the Talk FX podcast team, but she also has a 14-year-old son with the full mutation Fragile X syndrome. So thank you so much, Debbie, for uh, being with me today. Um, I'm also really excited about today's episode because we are joined with a very special guest, Dr. Rondi Hagerman. She is a distinguished professor of pediatrics at the University of California Davis Medical Center, and she's the director of the Fragile X Research and Tre- Treatment Center at the Mind Institute as well. She's a developmental and behavioral pediatrician and a studied patients with Fragile X syndrome and autism um, and other neurodevelopmental disorders as well. Um, She has also co-founded the National Fragile X Foundation in 1984 and has been involved in targeted treatments for Fragile X autism and FACTS for several years. Um, And that is not all, people. She has also written over 400 reviewed articles and several books on Fragile X and autism. Um, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on Talk FX with us, and we are so thankful for your time, and I know that you will have such a wealth of knowledge to offer. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be on uh, your program. I hadn't heard about it, and so it's wonderful to be on it. Um. We are just so encouraged by just all the time and just um, your efforts in the Fragile X community is just absolutely amazing and a huge encouragement. So we just want to start off by thanking you for all that you do um, and all the difference that you have obviously made in um, the lives of uh, families that are affected by Fragile X. Yeah, I've been enthralled with uh, Fragile X spectrum disorders since 1980 when we diagnosed our first patients. So that makes more than 40 years. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Yeah, a long time. I'm getting old, but uh, it's been a wild uh, ride with lots of clinical work and research and treatment trials. And um, it's exciting. It it seems like uh, every week something new comes about. Uh, I have a team of people here at the Mind Institute including um, my husband, Paul Hagerman. Um, he has a lab actually at UC Davis and Flor Tessoni's here, a molecular person who's right here at the Mind Institute. Um, we have a, a psychologist, David Hessel, who's done a lot of work with outcome measures and, um, 
Andrea Schneider, who's done a lot of work, not only in Fragile X syndrome, but pre-mutation carriers, but also Len Abadudo uh, and Angie uh, Thurman. And they've done a lot of language studies and have created um, a, uh, uh, a program for um, uh, college work for individuals with neurodevelopmental disorders, including Fragile X. So it's a uh, a special program uh, here at UC Davis, and they have enrolled their first class. Um, so that's a very exciting endeavor also. But uh, Len Abadudo and his team, uh, they carry out a number of studies, including parent-implemented language intervention in young children um, and older children also with Fragile X syndrome. So we have a whole team of people that are doing exciting research. Yeah. We, we also have a big facts task program, um, the Fragile X associated tremor ataxia. Um, our team discovered that um, in, uh, well, we reported it in 2001 but the molecular people knew something was going on um, even in 1999 and they reported that the elevated message in 2000. So we had our first clinical papers about FAXTAS in 2001 and we've done a lot of research related to FAXTAS. And then we've also done a lot of research related to the Fragile X associated um, neuropsychiatric disorders or FAXAN. Those are the emotional problems that pre-mutation carriers can have. And uh, we had our first paper in 19, uh, I'm sorry, in 2018 describing Faxan. Um, and uh, we've done a lot of neuroimaging work uh, with uh, Junyi Wang on young individuals with a pre-mutation and also through adulthood and also in aging associated with Faxtas. So We've done a lot of research. We've done many, many clinical trials in patients with Fragile X syndrome. The two we're working on now is with uh, metformin. It's a controlled trial. We uh, enrolled our last patient this month. Um, so we have enrolled 55 patients, but this uh, research is also taking place in two centers in Canada, uh, Francois Deck in Edmonton, in Alberta, Canada, and also with Sebastian Jacquemont um, in Montreal. And um, there are also two sites because we've been funded by the Israeli Foundation to do this uh, controlled trial. And the Israeli Foundation is a Canadian nonprofit foundation. So they funded this research. So we're very excited to look at the results of this controlled trial of metformin in individuals with Fragile X um, um, ages uh, six to, uh, well, actually we've gone up to 45 years of age. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to see the results. The study lasts for four months for each individual. So uh, by the end of the year, we will have our last patients enrolled uh, giving us some outcome data, and then we'll do the statistics and see whether uh, it is efficacious. We think, I mean, just from anecdotal studies, that it is helpful. We've mm. also done the Zenerva study with topical CBD ointment. Um, 
that's packages of CBD ointment that's put on the shoulders uh, or thighs twice a day. And the first study, uh, the results haven't been published yet, but they have been um, publicized. So the CBD ointment was efficacious in those that had a full mutation with greater than 90% methylation. And that represents about 80% of all the patients, approximately 200 patients that participated in this study. It was from multiple sites. Um, so now the FDA uh, has asked them to um, uh, repeat this study. So it's called the ReConnect study and we're getting ready to enroll. Again, same ages, uh, three to 18 years of age. Uh, can participate in this study and it'll take place at multiple sites around the country and mm -hmm. I think also in Australia. Wow. So that's a very exciting study too. And I, uh, I tell you, even those that are mosaic and don't have complete methylation, I've had several that have responded very well uh, to CBD. So I think that'll be something that will be approved by the FDA because the topical is pure CBD. It doesn't have any THC in it. And that's a good thing because sometimes THC, which is the psychotropic part of um, uh, marijuana can have some negative effects, including psychotic thinking. So we don't like um, THC to be in the CBD that is given to patients. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And then the Tetra study, the medication uh, BPN um, 01744 that increases cyclic AMP levels. This was studied by Lizberry Kravitz in Chicago. Um, and they published their results of 30 adult males with Fragile X syndrome and with this Tetra medication. It improved cognition using the NIH toolbox in these adult patients. All were males with Fragile X syndrome. So everybody's excited to try this medication that boosts up um, your cyclic AMP levels and that helps to improve uh, neuronal cell connections. Mm -hmm. um, and that we think is what boosts IQ because Cyclic AMP is the energy compound that neurons use to connect uh, with other neurons. And so that looks like it has a positive effect and that will be tried even at young ages and also in adolescence and adulthood and also with both males and females with Fragile X. And that will be a multi-center study too and that will start sometime this fall. So that all sounds very exciting. Oh, um. yeah. There's <laughs> really great meds now for Fragile X syndrome. And then we just on Friday had the most remarkable stem cell conference, stem cell and gene therapy for neurodevelopmental disorders. And we're going to repeat this conference every year with new speakers because it is so exciting what's happening with stem cell therapy for a variety of neurodevelopmental disorders. And eventually this will be started in patients with Fragile X syndrome. So David Hampson talked about all the animal studies and transitioning to human trials for gene therapy. So that's a very exciting development which has the potential to cure individuals with Fragile X. So. Wow. That's very um, exciting too. 
just based off of, you know, all of the uh, trials um, that you have just shared, um, I'd love to ask a clarifying question. So um, when going about, you know, clinical trials um, and evaluations and and treatments for uh, individuals with Fragile X, how do you determine um, what route is best for that individual? Well, a lot depends on what the uh, behavioral phenotype is for that individual and the age. Usually, if we're talking about a three-year-old that's not um, talking, I usually start with um, um, low-dose sertraline, um, which is the same as Zoloft. It's generic, um, and we use a very low-dose of the liquid sertraline, and we have evidence from a control trial that it can boost development. Um, Mm. We published that a few years ago. We've also seen improvements in language. Um, And so I think that can be very helpful for young children. Um, uh, We have also looked at uh, the use of low-dose metformin in children three and older. We published that paper a couple of years ago, BIAG, B-I-A-G et al, published in 2018. Um, And that seemed to boost overall development. So we oftentimes use that because both of those medications can be prescribed clinically. Um, And um, we usually don't use stimulant medications until a child is five years of age or older um, if there's hyperactivity that starts before then, we usually do a low dose of um, uh, ganaxalone, uh, which is kind of like uh, clonidine. Um, I'm sorry, guanfacine, not ganaxalone. We did a trial of um, uh, ganaxalone, and it did help with uh, anxiety for the ones that were most anxious. Um, but that's not available clinically. So we use guanfacine to calm down hyperactivity uh, in children under five, and that can have a a calming effect also in older children. Um, If there's significant aggression or agitation or psychotic thinking, then we oftentimes will go to an atypical, like a low dose of um, aripiprazole, which is Abilify, or a low dose of risperidone. Both of those medications are the treatments that have been FDA approved for um, children with autism. Um, But we try to avoid those and and try the other medications that I mentioned first uh, before going to an atypical antipsychotic, unless there's significant aggression or psychotic thinking or uh, major, major problems with agitation that don't improve with other meds. Um, so, um, sometimes, uh, there can be episodic discontrol. That's been a topic of conversation lately, particularly for adolescents and adults with Fragile X, where they seem to be okay for a month or two. And then all of a sudden they have a major outburst associated with major aggressive or destructive behavior. And that episodic discontrol, I usually use, uh, Depakote or another, um, anticonvulsant, even though it's not clearly a seizure, but it's an episode of major mood instability. Um, so that uh, can be a periodic problem for about, oh, 20 to 30% of 
adolescents and adults with fragile X syndrome. That used to be the major cause for institutionalization of individuals with fragile X, these episodic, very aggressive outbursts. Um, but with some of the other meds that we're using now, we don't see that as much. And I don't think I see it as much um, for those that are on metformin either, or even CBD. So that seems to calm down that behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I think metformin in general can have a mood stabilizing effect uh, besides improving language and conversational skills. That's our primary outcome measure in the metformin clinical trials. So we'll see uh, what the outcome is uh, after the end of the year regarding efficacy mm -hmm. uh, using those meds. Um, what would you say um, as far as just, you know, all of these obviously very effective uh, clinical services and um, uh, treatments and everything towards uh, your um, individuals with Fragile X, what would you say the overall goal is to, um, you know, cure Fragile X syndrome, to provide um, support for those that are, you know, experiencing different, um, you know, struggles uh, pertaining to Fragile X. Um, what would you say is your, is your ultimate goal uh, with these clinical trials? Well, of course, we'd like to cure Fragile X syndrome, but right now we don't have a single medication that can do that, mm -hmm. even a combination of medications that can do that. Um, but what we try to achieve with the combinations is improvement in their functioning level, be it language or cognition, and improvement in their quality of life, and improvement in their behavior problems. Um, <clears throat> because that can really impact quality of life. Um, so those are our targets now. But of course, we don't just use medication. Oftentimes, therapy can make a big difference for younger mm -hmm. children. It's speech and language, OT, PT, um, educational interventions. And, you know, for older patients, sometimes they can still benefit from OT and um language therapy, but usually counseling can be very helpful if there are major behavior problems in the older uh, children or adolescents or adults. So counseling can really help them deal with some of the traumas in their life. Um, and of course, uh, educational interventions, I think, can always make a difference to improve reading and academic skills or vocational training. Uh, which it should be a focus in the adolescents and, and young adults. We really want them to feel comfortable with a vocation, a type of work that they can carry out, giving them consistency and, you know, a good quality of life, um, interacting with their uh, workmates, that sort of thing. Um, and many, you know, settle into a good uh, vocational situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a, another, uh, question kind of, um, that is sort of from a different perspective of Fragile X. So, um, you know, I've met a lot of people who are in a very similar situation or, uh, yeah, situation as myself, um, as it pertains to Fragile X. So I am not, um, you know, technically developmentally affected by Fragile X, but, 
Um, I am a female who is a full mutation, fragile X carrier. So, you know, I have over 300, you know, CGG repeats. I um, do have that 50-50 chance of having a child, um, you know, given that it's male with fragile X syndrome. But I also have, you know, that other 50 chance of if I have, you know, a female child, then, you know, it would also be a carrier. So, um, what, uh, studies have you done p- potentially or know of any studies that have been done regarding, um, re- I guess you could say, now bear with me because obviously I'm not a professional, um, and extremely smart like you are. Um, but, <laughs> um, what would you say to, you know, that area of research as far as reversing that potential of, you know, the individual in as like myself who has that uh, risk of, you know, having a child with fragile X syndrome due to that um, FMR1 gene. Okay. So let me talk about a few issues here. So we have a number of mothers that have a full mutation. And um, I think when you have a full mutation uh, and are intelligent and creative like you, Nicole, you have the best of both worlds. In other words, you have a fragile X full mutation, but without intellectual disability. So you have the best of the fragile X world and you don't have to worry about any pre-mutation problems. So, you know, mothers that have the pre-mutation also have a 50-50 chance, uh, you know, overall of passing on the mutation. Uh, sometimes it'll stay as a pre-mutation, other times it'll go to a full mutation, but pre-mutation women have that elevated messenger RNA, which causes neurotoxicity. That's what leads to also toxicity in the ovary and, and about 20% have early ovarian insufficiency or failure. Um, uh, and they're also at risk for fax tasks um, the fragile X associated tremor and ataxia syndrome as they age. Now, only about 16% of women we think get fax tests in their 60s who have the pre-mutation, but with a full mutation that alleviates that risk um, of developing fax tests. Um, and mm. also fax and uh, at, with a pre-mutation, you have more emotional problems like anxiety and depression. Not that individuals with a full mutation may not have anxiety and depression. They're a little bit at risk for that too. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think with the full mutation moms, you you have the best of both worlds. No pre-mutation problems and the best of fragile X with a normal IQ. And about um, 30 to 40% of women with the full mutation will have a normal IQ. So that's good. Um, Mm. you know, one issue is would metformin be helpful for you? And there's a possibility that metformin could be very helpful for you, particularly if FMRP levels were slightly down. You know, I take metformin too, because it's very good in aging. So metformin is the treatment for type two diabetes, but it also has other benefits. It, um, lowers your blood sugar, and that helps with aging of the CNS um, because high blood sugar 
exposed to the central nervous system is more likely to lead to senile dementia. It also lowers your blood pressure and it protects you against many different types of cancer, including breast cancer, cervical cancer, ovarian cancer, um, uh, let's see, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, and probably many, many other cancers because it lowers uh, the overstimulation of that mTOR pathway that can be seen in Fragile X syndrome. So mm -hmm. that, that mTOR pathway is a certain pathway that's upregulated in Fragile X syndrome, and that has several proteins that stimulate growth, including cancer growth. So if you lower that mTOR pathway, it gives you a protection against cancer. And wow. that's a very good thing. So I love metformin. It also helps you lose weight. Uh, mm. You know, it is a treatment for obesity besides uh, type 2 diabetes. Um, it has many, many positive effects. Um, and anybody interested can email me and I can send them a paper, particularly about the cancer uh, benefits of taking metformin. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because uh, my, uh, my grandfather developed, um, uh, he, well, he had Parkinson's and then he developed FaxTast, um, at a really, uh, older age. Um, and I know that my, you know, aunt who was the one that kind of discovered Fragile X, uh, in our family has the pre-mutation. Uh -huh. um, so it's very interesting that, you know, I have the full mutation. <laughs> yeah, because um, it, it passed from your grandfather to your mom. Your mom has a pre-mutation, but then she went on to have you with a full mutation because um, mm -hmm. it's much more likely to expand, you know, when it passes through a female. But all of the daughters of a carrier father have the premutation. So your mother's sisters all have the premutation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did your mother ever develop fax tests? Um, not that I'm aware of. No. Okay. And how about your grandfather? Is he still alive? No, he, he passed away a couple years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause he, he, uh, he what his uh you know brain development and stuff was very much deteriorating from the parkinsons and and such so so you you understand that his parkinsons uh, was probably all secondary to the fax test right right absolutely. um because you know when we study the brains of individuals with fax tasks the substantia nigra and the dopamine neurons in the substantia nigra can be depleted just like in Parkinson's disease, but it's fax test that's doing it. Mm. And about 4% of the brains of individuals with fax tests have the Lewy bodies, which are diagnostic of Parkinson's disease too. So the two disorders go together. We have an open trial now of uh, sulforaphane for individuals with fax tests that we've seen here at the MIND Institute. Um, and then we hope to have the Anavex 2-73 study for individuals with fax tests. And we're particularly interested um, in ethnic diversity in individuals with fax tests. Um, so anybody with fax tests could be referred to me 
just by emailing me at rjhogerman at ucdavis.edu. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to give uh, Debbie the opportunity to uh, ask any questions that she may have for you just, you know, as a another, uh, you know, fragile ex uh, mother. Um, uh, Debbie, did you have any questions um, for her? Um, yeah, my son is, well, he's going to be 14 in uh, November and he is full mutation. Um, he's been on Adderall for, I don't know, since he was a little kid, probably like, I don't know, five or something. Uh And I mean, it helps some, but anytime that we play with the dose, like we want to up it or, or try different dose, he, it's just, he is off the wall. Like he just gets really depressed and like emotional and it just messes him up. So he's been on like five milligrams in the morning and five, like in the afternoon, it seems to be okay. But, um, I feel like his developmentally, he's just still kind of not progressing as much as we had hoped. Um, his speech is still, I think around, you know, probably, uh, a two or three year old, you know, he can make some sense, but not, you know, um, a full conversation, you know, most of his sentences are, you know, three or four words, you know, little bits and some, some you can understand and some you can't. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't see him for our metformin study, but you can have your regular doctor put him on metformin. I do think that metformin will really improve his language Um, or have him come and see me. Have I seen him? No, you haven't. No. Okay. Well, gosh, there's all kinds of new trials coming up. Not only he could go on metformin and you can add that to the Adderall, but you know, the Tetra study also will be very exciting too. Um, So these are important studies. These new medications I think are going to be very powerful. Um, You know, there's even a CBD study um, you know, the reconnect study, the topical CBD that can help a lot with anxiety, uh, you know, yeah. who knows, it may actually improve some aspects of cognition too, but I think Tetra will have Tetra and metformin will have the biggest effect on cognition. Yeah. Cause he, I feel like the Adderall helps him, you know, kind of stay focused, but I don't think it helps too much with like anxiety. Cause he does get you know, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, in fact, Adderall can make anxiety worse. Yeah. Yeah. Has he ever so, been on sertraline? No, he hasn't. He hasn't really been on any other uh, medications other than the Adderall. Well, gosh, uh, <laughs> send me an email and I'll send you our latest treatment chapter. Okay. From our Fragile X book. It talks about all these different medications. You got to you know, educate your primary healthcare provider so he can, you know, give a combination of meds to your son that can help him most with his development. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's a challenge too, because he's also going through puberty and that's, that's been kind of crazy. Oh yeah. It seems like it's up the, the anxiety a little bit too. So 
Yeah, also metformin, we've seen it now in several cases where if the metformin gets started before puberty, it uh, prevents the macroorchidism, the big testicles. Oh, yeah. He had those, like they they wouldn't come down, I guess. They were kind of, and he had the surgery um, to bring his testicles down. So are they um, large now? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. I guess I should, but he is kind of larger for a 13 year old boy, I think. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I can send you some metformin papers, but his doctor can easily start him on metformin. No okay. problem at his age, you know, usually we start, uh, you know, taking just 500 milligram tablet at dinner and then after a week go to 500 milligrams twice a day. And then, you know, the adult dose is two of the 500 milligram tablets twice a day. So I would get him started on that sooner rather than later. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, um, uh, sorry, Debbie, go ahead. Sorry. And then, um, I know for myself, I'm, I got over 500 repeats and I've been on, um, citalopram forever. I feel like for over 10 years and boosterone for my anxiety. And I, you know, I still get depressed here and there and I still get, you know, I've had anxiety for the past like three days, three or four days. So I'll go through spurts of just being over um anxious and depressed is that normal Should yeah we oftentimes see that both in uh, full mutation and pre-mutation women uh that can be common so a couple of things um uh and with the full mutation you also may do well with metformin too um okay. that can help to kind of stabilize mood how much citalopram are you on I'm on 40 milligrams once a day. Okay, so you're on a good dose of the citalopram. But the other thing that can help with anxiety is CBD. Yeah. We know, I mean, we know from the Zenerva trial that CBD can be really helpful for anxiety. Um, you can get CBD on the internet. We like organic CBD and little or no THC. Um, the best website I think to get it on is um, www.getjupiter, J-U-P-I-T-E-R, like the planet, dot com. Okay. And that's owned by a Fragile X family. And they give nice. a discount to Fragile X families. I think it's a 20% discount because you know, CBD can be expensive, you know, yeah uh through the web um and i think they have it's extremely low thc so there's hardly any thc in it it's organic they don't use any insecticides or pesticides so it doesn't have any contaminants and they check it regularly so i think it's a very safe uh website and i would recommend that uh you can even write to the owner of the website because he has a son with fragile x and okay. um, they've catered to a lot of Fragile X families. Um, it comes, there's a tincture that I think has about 45 milligrams per dropper. A lot of carriers and full mutation women can have problems with sleeping at night or insomnia. Yeah. 
That's and me. I I don't sleep unless I right now I'm on a uh, hundred milligrams of trazodone, and I will not sleep if I don't have if I'm not medicated. I won't sleep. Yeah. So try CBD at bedtime. I think that can really help. You know, I would start okay. with forty five and. If that doesn't work, you could double it. But I think it really helps to normalize a lot of pathways that are dysregulated in both premutation and full mutation carriers. But there's evidence now that it definitely does help those with a full mutation. So, um, mm. you know, and then Zenerva will come out with their topical as soon as the FDA approves it. But I think CBD can be very helpful for anxiety problems. And then okay. think about metformin. It has so many good effects. That's awesome. It's amazing. Well, definitely. So just email me, R-J-H-A-G-E-R-M-A-N at ucdavis.edu, and just say you want the Fragile X treatment chapter. Okay. Uh, we had a book that came out by um, uh, McKeith Press, um, in uh, December of 2020 about new developments in Fragile X and premutation carriers. So I can send you the Fragile X treatment chapter. Perfect, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Debbie, for your question. And uh, Rondi, you have just been such a wealth of uh, knowledge. Um, and uh, I just wanted to, uh, quickly touch on our uh, last um, sort of topic of discussion. And that is, you know, there's been multiple families that have, um, I've, I've noticed in the Fragile X community, be, they're talking about this. And um, I feel like uh, it would be great to get perspective from you on um, what you feel the importance is of getting your child with Fragile X um, vaccinated for COVID-19. And what would you say to anyone that's concerned, you know, any parents that are concerned um, that have children with Fragile X about whether to get them vaccinated? So I would say definitely you want to vaccinate them. So, I mean, the vaccine is a safe vaccine. Uh, it is absolutely essential because it protects you against um, COVID or at least severe aspects of COVID. I just got my booster uh, this last weekend and I did fine with the booster too. I didn't have any problems. Um, and I have not seen any significant problems in those uh, with Fragile X syndrome or in premutation carriers. And I strongly recommend that everybody get vaccinated because that is what is going to help end this pandemic. Yes. And um, for those that, you know, their their kids may have it, trouble, uh, you know, going to a clinic or just a vaccination site in general, um, maybe their child has, you know, those uh, issues with uh, unfamiliar environment, or maybe it's too, you know, noisy, um, or something along those lines, um, what would you suggest for uh, those families who um, are have issues with with trying to find somewhere that can uh, provide um, those resources for their child? 
So, you know, we have a vaccination clinic here at the mine for children with uh, autism or neurodevelopmental problems, including Fragile X. And it's very friendly. We have a bubble machine and all kinds of fun <laughs> stuff here. And uh, they can call for an appointment. Uh, the phone number is 916-703-0300. Um, and, and, you know, the kids do fine. The adults do fine. And, um, you know, it's funny. When I had my um, vaccine, the needle is so thin you hardly even feel it when it goes in. I yeah, mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It, it was painless. And, and so that is really important. Now, if you don't live near us and you want to take them to another site, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do. You know, you can give them a picture sequence about, you know, we're going to the doctor's we're getting a vaccine and then afterwards we're going to go out for ice cream or something fun afterwards so that they get the sequence, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, they could listen. If it's a noisy clinic, they can put on earphones and listen to calming music. You know, there's a lot of things that you could do to help calm them down. Um, and, uh, you know, usually it's tolerated. No problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I haven't heard of, you know, too many families having those uh, issues of, you know, getting their child to a clinic or what have you. But there are those few that, you know, need a more calmer environment. So um, it's awesome that the Mind Institute offers that vaccination clinic. So, yeah, we do. Um, so And you with know, bubbles, who wouldn't want to go for that? Yeah. <laughs> right? So when you call to schedule an appointment, <laughs> say you want to go to the autism or neurodevelopmental vaccine clinic, because it's once a week. I think it might be Friday afternoons, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, uh, the time sometimes can change, but I think it can make a big difference for for many. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, that is just about all the time we have um, for today's episode. But um, thank you so much, Rondi, for being with us today and just sharing, again, just your amazing wealth of knowledge. And we appreciate you um, answering our questions so amazingly. And just uh, we know that all of the information that you've shared is going to be an encouragement to families to just do their research, to uh, find clinical trials that work for their children and help them to just have, you know, more, more easier lives living with Fragile X. Because obviously that is something that you guys want to provide and it's so clear and there's been just so much um, proven mm -hmm. clinical trials and, and we're just thankful for all that you do and, um, we yeah, are and, appreciative of all your time. Yeah, and you two ladies, bring your sons in to see me. Yeah, yes, yeah, I will. Debbie. <laughs> My and you know, you could do it virtually too. You know, just email yeah. me, and we could set up a virtual appointment. So that's no problem. That would be amazing. Yeah, and My I can prescribe. Said willing to do that. Yeah, but, I can yeah. prescribe from a, vir a virtual appointment too. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. We hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with Fragile X. It is our mission to provide resources, support, and encouragement to our listeners. 
Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TalkFragileX. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you.